Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 121 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and CoCPAs. Today, we are talking about building your business with the right leverage, and we have a very special guest for today's show. We have an entrepreneur, author, and podcaster. She helps busy mom entrepreneurs with unpredictable schedules grow sustainable businesses. I want to welcome to the show, Dana Melstaff. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for making the time. We have been longtime followers of your podcast and newsletter, and we actually found one of our more recent guests through your show. Sam Kabert is his name. He was amazing. And you just have amazing guests on your podcast in general. We just really enjoy tuning in. So that's a great resource for people. I wanted to kind of mention that first, if you wanted to chat about it and let people know what that's about. Yeah, yeah. Boss Mom, we've had it forever. Gosh, we are just hitting about 3 million downloads. Wow. Um, Yeah, which is a very exciting milestone. We do solo episodes. I specialize in messaging and marketing, especially for women in the B2C space. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of solo episodes for that. We do a lot of interviews. And we really only interview people where they have multiple priorities in their life. And that's important to them. Like that is a big distinguishing factor. Like I remember when we first started out, I would interview somebody and they'd be like, well, you know, I didn't see my kids for a year, but I was building this multi-million dollar business. And I'm like, I won't interview those people anymore because mm-hmm. that's just not what our brand is about. Like our brand is about actually moving slower probably in your growth trajectory. Like I don't need you to make a million dollars in 90 days because mm-hmm. your kid has a project you have right. to build something out of paper mache <laughs> right. and you've got, you know, two dogs, one of which is sick and you have a parent that just called and needs you for something. And then you've got, you know, your hormones because you're maybe getting into your forties or like there's all these things going on. Yeah. So our audience is the audience where they need a place to have permission to grow, but at a maybe slower, maybe a more steady, maybe making choices that aren't just about money and growth, but actually caring about impact for themselves, for financially, for their children. Like all of those things matter. I like to tell people now, I'm like, our audience are women where their business is highly personal. That idea that, oh, I'm just going to grow a business and the goal is to make money and to grow it as big as I can. Like That's not our audience. Our audience is like, it is personal. It's like a personal journey and a self-development. And I figured out how to love myself and what my identity is and what I care about when I'm scared about how I'm teaching my kids and when I'm doing all these things through my business and figuring out what I'm willing to sacrifice time over here for. Yeah. All of those things, like those are, those are our people, which is great because I feel like most of the marketing and sales out there is all about, you know, marketing and sales (laughs) (laughs) is great. 
but it doesn't play to the fact that we're not just building businesses. Like we all right. have lives, really, really messy lives. <laughs> right. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that drew us to you, at least myself. Our team is made up of a lot of the same type people, right? We've built our business specifically, but we help support other businesses as well who, like you said, have different priorities. You know, we have all these balls that we're keeping in the air and we want to be great at all of them, but that takes a different approach than somebody whose sole focus is to, like you said, build that multi-million dollar business. So I know you use dating analogies a lot. I use like physical working out analogies a lot. Yeah. And I love that about you because it's like another analogy person. Okay, great. So my girls and I take jujitsu and I started back in July and I feel like I'm moving so slow, especially compared to like the younger guys in the class that they're there every day, you know, hacking away at it. Mm. But there's some days where the kids are sick. I'm sick. I have work that I need to get done. You know, there's other things that are on your plate and you can start to beat yourself up about it because you're like, I'm not advancing as quickly as these other people. But then you have to step back and look at, okay, well, but what else am I nurturing here? What else am I doing here? I'm also building this. I'm also raising two good people. So it's okay if it goes a little slower because you're still better than you were yesterday. And I think that's the other like personal yeah. side that I really enjoy about how you approach things is it's not about getting there the fastest. It's about getting there in a way that feels good to you and prioritizing things in a way that helps you get to your goals in a way that makes sense, you know? Yeah. You know, what's interesting too, and maybe this is because I'm about to turn 42. So it's like, when you get older, <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> it is funny though. You start to wonder why everybody thinks fast is so cool, mm -hmm. right? Because what do you think about it? Like what happens when you binge on your favorite show and you just want to get through to the end and then you're done with that season and you're like, well, they slept together. Now well, I've got what? nothing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I remember watching the first season of True Blood and at the end I was like, well, I mean, what are they going to do after that? And then all they had was the annoying drama after the interesting thing that I wanted to happen all season. I binged to watch it. Right. And now I'm bored because real life is setting in. Mm -hmm. Those guys that are really, really fast jujitsu, they're probably the ones that end up quitting and doing something else afterwards because they're like, well, I mastered that. You know, what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, like savoring allowing the slowness and, and the space in between to think about things or to take a nap, like mm -hmm. when you're a mom right. or have a business, those moments to just marinate in something and have clarity, you just start to realize what the heck is so enticing about going faster. Like, is it really that much better to have a million dollars in 90 days? Because I know a lot of people that grew businesses really fast and they are way more miserable than a lot of people I know. And yeah. then when something breaks or something doesn't happen, they don't actually know how they built it because they did it so fast. It they don't happened. actually know what they did right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this whole idea of like, we should start a movement of less movement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's so hard because the comparison game, I don't think it's been as prevalent as now with social media and all the access that we have to compare ourselves to so many different people. So mm -hmm. it is like, if I'm not getting there as quickly as somebody else, if someone else is building their business faster than me, what's wrong with me? You start to question that internal, like, what am I doing wrong? So you're right. It's so much better to kind of stand back and be more intentional about how you're approaching things and building things in a way that you understand how they work instead of it just yeah. happening by, you know, luck. Yeah. I always say you can really only have two balls in the air. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like we can Mm -hmm. juggle a bunch of balls, but I joke that you can keep two balls in the air and then the other three are probably like under the couch next to a pile of clean clothes that hasn't been folded for a week. Right. But those two balls change, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I actually believe that what happens is, is like, if I'm really digging into my business, I'm mentally there and my house is clean, right? Then those are the two balls that I've got in the air. And my kids are kind of fending for themselves for a hot second because nothing's really important is happening. And then all of a sudden they've got these huge projects that come up. And so I've got that and and the house is clean, but I'm not enough time in my business. Or I'm with my business and my kids, but I'm eating really crappy food and I haven't worked out in a week. But what it does is it cycles through. Mm-hmm. And so first off, anybody that has all of their things that they, you know, that's just not true. There isn't. There is no like, oh, yes, I've been talking to somebody. She goes, well, you know, but I'm going to have to have all the balls in the air next month. And I was like, no, no, this isn't a, a <laughs> you get to choose. There are only two balls in the air. So the moment you realize that that is a truth of life and you let go of it, then you look at it, your kitchen and you go, well, I'll pick that ball up next week. Mm-hmm. Like I'll pick that ball up next week. And then what you do is you recognize, well, I've had this business ball up in the air for a couple weeks. So I'm going to just put that ball down for a hot second, you know? And that's when you start to realize that the world doesn't burn down Yeah. when you step away for a second. Your kids are okay. When I say, look, this week is a really, really busy work week. So we're going to fend for ourselves mm-hmm. or we're going to put on a show or whatever it is. I worked a lot yesterday. But this morning we got up and we played Uno before they went to school and right. we got that like those little moments. And yeah, so it's it's this really interesting thing that people have about I've got to do everything. I've got to do it all at once. So there's a ton of people with millions of followers and they make no money. There's people with no followers and they make great money. There's mm-hmm. people who have so much clout and going things on for them and they're in the middle of a divorce or their kids won't talk to them or their health is failing or their husband's sick or their parents are sick. Like everybody has crappy things happening in their life at these different times and they've only got two balls in the air. So if you know that is true, then you could look at anybody and the moment you start comparing yourself, you just stop and you go, let me just think for a second what their three balls under the couch might be. Yeah, right. You know what? Maybe they're having a hard time with their kids are having a hard time. Maybe somebody's, you know, not feeling well. Maybe they are having a, you know, getting older and feeling it. Maybe the God, there's a million things. And then you start to humanize other people as opposed to idolize other people. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I should feel compassion for that person because there's no way everything's perfect. It's not humanly right. possible. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So one of the things that I, I really like about how you manage growth in mm-hmm. a world where we're juggling so many things is by leveraging the right people and the right technology. Because one of the things that I think is pretty clear to a lot of people is, you know, small business owners for sure, they're managing almost everything, right? Sometimes all of the things. If you don't have any employees, it's all falling on you. But what I find surprising is that even larger business owners, like we're talking multi-million dollar businesses, Mm -hmm. sometimes feel that same need to manage everything on their own. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we also need to let go and figure out how can we leverage and lean on people and technology in the right way that we're not feeling that stress all the time of the growth. And we can put that business ball down. 
sometimes when yeah. we need to, you know, move on to our family. And there's a week where we have that heavy family. So I'd like to to kind of pick your brain about that a little bit too and hear your thoughts on that because that's a really important topic. Yeah. Well, the interesting part is, as in most things in life, is I don't think it has anything to do with people and technology, right? It has to do with the scary burden of the results of your own business. It has mm-hmm. to do with whatever childhood trauma you have about what making money means about you as a human or mm-hmm. like what your career was before and how much you were making it has to do with your beliefs about what you're good at. For instance, like I've always had this belief, like I'm a great procrastinator. Like ever since I was a kid, I'm good at that. There's a lot of things I'm really, really bad at. That one I'm good at. So procrastination I've been good at. That's a problem though, because when you start growing your business and you want to scale and you want to do things, waiting till the last minute to get stuff done is not a smart way to run your business. However, I had to literally hire a life coach for like six months to figure out why I couldn't get myself out of the cycle. It's like I almost wanted the drama of coming up to being like, will I make revenue this month? And then pulling it out of thin air and making it happen. And working through this of like, well, that's how I'm validated. I'm validated by being able to make it happen at the last minute because that's what I'm good at. The fear of then not being good at doing things methodically, not being good at doing things bite-sized because I've been so validated in my behavior before that I was scared to move out of my comfort zone into a space. So it had nothing to do with not having good people or not finding the right systems. They were all excuses to me needing to do things at the last minute because that's the way I'd always done things and I'd I'd gotten good results. So you start to think, you think that it's just, oh, well, you know, I didn't like the way that project management tool worked. I don't know if this can do that for me or I don't know if I should move over here. There are good systems and there's really good processes and things you can put into place that will run your business better, run your life better, do whatever it is you want better, Mm -hmm. right? But you're not doing it. It starts with you. You're the problem. Your brain your trauma, your backstory, your whatever it is you're telling yourself, your habits, you're the problem. And the great part about it is, is how empowering is it to know that, oh, well, if I'm the problem, then I have complete control over fixing it. Like right. that's, that can be empowering for everybody. So if you're not empowered by my statement, hire somebody <laughs> and talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> like therapy is a real thing. If everybody had to go to therapy, coaching, something like that, then you would realize we're scared of confronting ourselves. We're good at lying to ourselves. We're good at lying to the people around us because it's hard. Like the truth about us being in our own way is hard. It's like I love systems and it took me years to realize that delegating isn't hard because I'm a perfectionist. Delegating is hard because we are human and humans have a lot of head trash, as my friend likes to call it. Mm, and sure. and until you freaking declutter your own space, man, it's going to be really, really hard to hand stuff up to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on a couple good things there, but one of those is the stories that we tell ourselves, like these narratives that we have in our brain where we're just, oh, well, I'm just X, Y, Z. That's why Mm -hmm. I have those problems. Like you said, I'm a procrastinator. Like that's just why I operate this way. And so many Mm -hmm. people just live their entire lives because, oh, well, I'm this without reflecting on, well, why are you that way? Or are there things you could do to change it? Or maybe it would be healthier to approach things in a different way. So I think 
that's a really good point. And we have more access to so many more tools than ever before too, to be able to reflect on that and change those things. I just read an article about how they're debunking personality tests because mm. they've been able to prove that you could literally be a completely different personality three hours later. You could be a compassionate, caring person at 9 a.m. And at noon, you could be a total jerk face. <laughs> the hormones, the environment, there's all these things that, yes, of course, over a long period of time, your astrological sign you know, generally makes sense and your personality generally makes sense. But you may be an introvert in one situation and an extrovert in another for very different reasons. I'm an extrovert in all business, but when I'm volunteering at the kids' school, mm. I'm a massive introvert because I feel insanely out of my element. Mm -hmm. Right. So people probably think I am the quietest stand in the corner wallflower because I'm like, where do you want me to stand? What am right. I doing? <laughs> right. But then if they saw me in my business, they'd be like, who are you? Totally different scenario. And I love it. The category is myself. I'm like, I'm a Gemini. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert, but I'm a digital introvert. Like I love to categorize myself in the way I parent, the way I live, the way, I, you know, the one woo. Mm -hmm. Because as humans, we want to. We want to put ourselves in something that's definable that we can then connect with other people on. That's actually really important. Mm -hmm. And we use it as an excuse. That's just a great point to just kind of keep that open mind to things that maybe you don't feel like are serving you in a way that is helpful, especially when it comes to your business. I mean, that can apply anywhere though, with your family, with your kids, like, you know, any of those stories that you're telling yourself on a regular basis. And when you think about like tech and people, it is important to think about this. And the reason why I feel so passionate about mentioning is that what I see most often is someone will go, I'm going to use ClickUp and they start to use it. And they're like, oh, that didn't work. I don't like that tool. Or okay, oh, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to retry. I'm going to retry and I'm going to retry. And it keeps not working. And we just keep trying or trying and stopping or hopping from tool to tool mm -hmm. or hopping from team member to team member. And we don't stop and go, okay, wait. Something outside of the tool itself is the problem, What's right? The so we just keep saying, here. I just need a new tool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had somebody that hired me. It was the only time I've let this happen because it's after that, you're like, this is a red flag. You know, everybody I hired like lets me down, right? They all let me down. I can't find a team member. I can't find a this. You know, they just let me down. I just want to find somebody that can really do the job. Well, at the time, the person in me that thinks really, like highly of the way I work, I was like, well, I would never let you down. Right. I'm never the kind of person that will let anybody down. I'm going to be here for you. And then you start to realize they want to find a way to be let down because it's a good excuse to not have to be successful, mm -hmm. which is a funny thing because you'd go, Dana, why would anybody not want to be successful? And you'd say, well, therein lies a great question that we should probably <laughs> dive into because I know a lot of people that don't allow themselves to be successful because they mm -hmm. think maybe people with money are bad people. And I'm going to be a bad person if I make too much money. Maybe they think if I'm successful, it's going to hurt my relationships in some way. Like these are all things I hear people say as to why they don't grow their business, wow. as to why they don't move out of their comfort zone, as to why they don't step back and really reflect on why using that tool or, or hiring that person isn't working the way they wanted. And yeah, and then we all end up spending a bunch of money and a bunch of time and then right. feeling like we're the problem and everybody else must be you know, frolicking around with rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> and we're in the pit of despair. I don't know. <laughs> I just keep thinking of that clip that of the chunk of Taylor Swift song that it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> so we just got to face it, face the facts. <laughs> and the other thing that you touched on too, 
that I want to ask you about, because I know it's something that everybody I think struggles with at one point or another. Like we feel like we didn't communicate well enough, or maybe I dropped the ball or how can I do better is delegation. And Mm -hmm. I want to see if there's like one or two tips that you have found the most useful for yourself and for other business owners in delegating effectively and and in ways that can actually make an impact in your business, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So one of the things is that we assume when we hire somebody that they are brave enough to say whatever needs to be said to get Mm -hmm. things done. We make this assumption that like, oh, well, if I hired them to do my social media, they're going to get the social media out. If they need something from me, they're going to tell me. If If something's not working, if they have an idea, they're going to tell me. And we assume this confidence and Mm -hmm. we don't realize how intimidating we are to the person we just hired. So to you, Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm like, I haven't even showered today. How could I possibly be intimidating? I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, right? (laughs) Right, right. These are what we think of ourselves, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just made up everything I just said. Like, how, how how could you think I know what I'm talking about? Right. But the people you hire don't see you that way. Right. I remember being in corporate a long time ago and the CMO was, you know, I was running a facilitation group and then he came in and I could see the palpable difference in the way everybody talked and engaged. Mm. And I just went up to him and I was like, you have to leave. And he's like, what do you mean I have to leave? And he's in jeans and a t-shirt. Great guy. And he's yeah. like, what do you mean I have to leave? I was like, you literally just ruined the dynamic of this entire room. And and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm just like sitting here casual. I was like, there's nothing casual about you. You are the person that could fire anybody in this room if you right. wanted. You have to leave. You are ruining the ability for people to feel open. Like they need to feel like they're on even playing ground. So even though you want to be best friends with the person you just hired and you may end up at some time, Uh they are looking at you as the person that could get rid of them at any time. And so they're scared. So if you're delegating, the biggest thing you can do for them is to arm them with good questions for you. Right? So Mm -hmm. I know the way I am. So I go, okay, like Nicole on my team, and she's been on my team for a long time, so she's really good at this now. But in the beginning, I had to go, okay, if you are feeling like I didn't give you enough information, right, then here's a couple questions to ask me. So I'm arming you with the questions right away. Just ask me because then it's not you're not doing your job. You didn't listen hard enough. Just here's some clarifying questions you can ask me. It'll get my brain going and I will make sure you have enough information because that's one of the reasons people don't get their job done is mm-hmm. because you got off a meeting. They felt like they knew. The next day they go to work. And it turns out they don't know. Right, <laughs> like, right. So arm them with questions to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. You give them permission to, to tell you when they need more time or more space. And what we do is I like to have a like green, yellow, red. So we know if a project is red, if a task is red, it has to get done when it has to get done, right? So you can't give somebody the leeway to be like, if you just don't want to do it, right. then just tell me and we'll just right. not do that thing. Like, of course, you're paying somebody to do something. Yeah. But man, if they've got a kid that's throwing up on them or something happens and they get sick or they they didn't realize how big the project was, like how much time it was taking or anything, there's a myriad of things that could go wrong. You guys need to have a thing for them to know, is this something we could push? Is this something that needs to get done? Or is this something where I got to stay up till midnight and get this done because right. we agreed it needed to? When you start moving things around in that way, now all of a sudden they can come to you and they go, crap, my co-parenting schedule just flipped. I have my son today, which means getting anything productive done is going to be really, really hard. I need to move this tomorrow. Great, fine. And you've empowered them by knowing the things they can say that with or the things they can't. And that empowerment, like you got to figure out ways to empower them 
to work with you because they are I, not. I don't want to say they're scared of you, but there there's an intimidation where it hits their confidence mm-hmm. in a way. Now, the only time you don't get that is if you hire an agency or something like that. But that's why you're paying insanely premium dollars is because that right. person is looking at you going, "I am smarter than you in this area, right?" right. <laughs> and you should probably listen you need to, to listen me. to me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that like, and and think of your shortcomings. I know for a fact that I'm an Enneagram Seven, right? Which means that finishing things is not my goal. Like mm-hmm. there are some people where crossing the finish line is where they find satisfaction. I find satisfaction in the journey. I think mm-hmm. it's fun. I love learning stuff. So the last 10% of any project is super boring for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally on Fridays have a 10% meeting. Mm-hmm. And on Fridays, we look at anything that is almost done and we literally finish it together on the call. Like we go, okay, we were doing this. Let's review that email together, Dana. Let's do that one last thing. Let's go through this and check in and make sure. We understand how my personality works and how her personality works. And we have matched that together and said, let's do this meeting. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you did all this work and then I'm going to review it three months later. Right, right. (laughs) I remember we never finished that project. (laughs) And then it's irrelevant. Yeah, you never mentioned anything because because she assumed I intentionally put it off or something like that, right? right? Yeah, Yeah. like everybody's around assuming they know what they're doing and most of us are just too scared to speak up about whatever it is. So empower your person. I love that. And that makes all of the difference. Yeah. Handing off that ownership, I think is huge. I mean, along with that communication key is a big factor too, but I love that red, green, yellow so that Mm -hmm. they know where there's space too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I love those tips. Thank you so much for sharing those. All right. Well, we talked about the fact that you specialize in messaging and marketing, which is what I love to do. I love that. And I would love to have you back for another episode just focused solely on that because I'd love to have a conversation with you. But for the purposes of today's episode, if people are interested in learning more about messaging, marketing, your podcast, anything else that that you're putting out there, where can they find you? Yeah. So if you go to boss-mom.com, you can find all of our stuff. And yeah, our messaging and marketing, we're calling it nurture marketing. It's very specific to women who are helping other people improve their lives. It's a very specific kind of marketing Mm -hmm. that you have to use when you are not making people more money or giving them time back because everybody's normalizing their pain. Just the triggers are different. The catalysts are different. All of that stuff is is different. The trust and the authority that's built there and the priorities are different. So yeah, we specialize in that area, but boss-mom.com is where you can find us. You can get to the Boss Mom podcast. We've got the Boss Mom's Facebook group, which is a really good think tank. We've got our Nurture to Convert, which is our our program and all sorts of other fun stuff that we'll be coming out with. We're working later this summer on a Boss Mom app, a productivity app, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. So lots of stuff coming. Lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. Well, we will definitely link to all of those resources for you. And then I'm sure we'll be sharing the app when you release that this summer. But if you're looking for any of those links, you can find them at pjscpas.com forward slash one to one for this episode. And I always like to leave you with a little space at the end. If there's anything that you think is like very impactful when it comes to delegation or leveraging or growth, that type of thing, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with as we wrap up the episode for today? Yeah, I would say that 
leveraging growth in your business, delegating, you know, human interaction, all of those things, they're all a self-development journey. Like Mm -hmm. everything that you're doing is a relationship that you're having, you know, taking in and connection, compassion, realizing that we're all probably messy humans bumping into each other, that we don't have malicious intent. Like there's so much Mm -hmm. growth that happens in that space. And there's so much opportunity to really grow deeper in the way that you lead your life, the way that you run your business. Like the word leverage is truly a perfect word because you're not just leveraging someone's time and energy to grow something for you. You're actually leveraging the experiences you have to create something really amazing. And if you've noticed all the people that have amazing, huge businesses, but also seem calm and happy, that's because there's a sense of like enlightenment that happens Mm -hmm. along the process of learning to lead people, learning to connect with people, learning to be there in a way and to give up power and control so that you can leverage tools and be open to change and getting uncomfortable. Like, man, there's so much there. So if you can do it, you can get rich and enlightened all at the same time. And it's very exciting. (laughs) I love that. It's so much to take on, but you make it sound so wonderful (laughs) that I'm ready. Let's do it. It's fun. And that's the other thing is you just have to start having fun. Like we're all clumsy people running into each other. We all (laughs) suck at most of what we do and we're pretending we don't. Right. right? We all want to cry in the bathroom at least once a week. We should all just do it together. Like, (laughs) like just realize we're all a hot mess most of the time. And then we could all laugh about it and move on with our lives. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Dana. I really appreciate your time today. Go check her out. I know you all didn't get enough of her on today's episode. So go check her out. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.